Welcome to TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining me today is Scott Williamson, head of the TSCRA Special Rangers. Welcome to TSCRA Talk. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Anytime. Now, this is something that isn't a common topic on the podcast or necessarily for ranchers, but there's a big solar eclipse, a total solar eclipse coming up on April 8th, 2024. And part of Texas is in the section that's going to be in the total eclipse area. And it's being reported that Texas will have 720,000 visitors to the state for the eclipse. So we're going to dive in and talk about what ranchers need to know about this. With so many people coming to the area, what does that mean for ranchers? You know, I think it is something that that is not to fear, but just to be cognizant that people are going to be coming into the state who are likely not familiar or don't understand our private property rights. And we've seen this in the U.S. Forest Service coming in to fight fires in the state of Texas. And they are used to spending or a great exposure to federal grounds, state parks. And so that concern to me would be one of the more primary concerns where you have people from uh, possibly all over the world coming in and don't understand private property, don't understand that in Texas, the purple paint marker means no trespassing. So just being cognizant that you have prepared your ranch to understand those concerns. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. I've heard that there is an opportunity, which makes a lot of sense with people coming to the state with agritourism. Some ranches are opening up their gates and inviting people to come onto their ranches. What do property owners need to know about that component if that's something that they are potentially interested in doing? Absolutely. One of the first and foremost to me is understanding the, the the legal ramifications. One, having a waiver of liability prepared, and, and I would suggest having that prepared by an attorney. That holds up in court usually, but it is more likely that it's going to be honored or recognized. Uh, if you've had somebody who understands all of the nuances that can be involved in that being properly phrased or constructed, Making sure that your insurance will cover uh, agritourism or what those what those risks are and exactly how your insurance company is going to view that uh, ahead of time. And then making sure you have a clear cut path to what those rules are going to be. You know, is there littering or is it going to be overnight? Are there campers? How many people? Who's coming in? Uh, how are they going to gain access? Are you going to have security there to, to make sure that they either paid or, or signed these waivers and whatever your processes are going to be in handling that? What I hear you saying is it's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. It's not something you want to just decide at the last minute. There's a lot of preparation that needs to go into this and a lot of thought process. Absolutely. You know, in criminal investigations, we we uh, look at those that we have to somewhat go in with an overachiever mentality because, as one of our men said, 
it's it's all good until it's not. And when it's not, it's too late to go back. Sure. That's some good wisdom. Very good wisdom. And I think what's really valuable is all that you just shared with us about the agritourism component and inviting people to the ranch. That doesn't just cover this topic. Um, it's it's any time you're going to have a group of people coming out to your operation. Is that correct? Would you say that that's accurate? Oh, absolutely. Very good. Now, I think you alluded to this at the beginning, but trespassing. With that many people, there may be some incidences of people unknowingly getting on your, your land, <laughs> maybe knowingly, but just thinking, oh, that's fine, not a big deal. What do ranchers need to do and landowners need to do if somebody's on their land and they are not supposed to be on their land? Well, let's back up one step in making sure that you've got some preventative uh, steps in place. Uh, you know, I referenced the purple paint. Texas has a law that is widely used that describes purple paint on corners and on posts at certain distances. And so in, in, as Texas residents, the majority, particularly in rural settings, understand that. That is not going to be likely understood from those coming in from around the world and in, in other states. So if you have purple paint, I would duplicate that by going ahead and having no trespassing signs, particularly on gates or at corner posts, or if there's a place that has a very convenient parking spot to pull off uh, the side of a road just to to ensure that they recognize that that they don't have any authority. And if you need to file criminal charges, that also will strengthen that case. Uh, locking gates. You know, we say uh, that is a regular part of your ranch security. And even now, as we discussed biosecurity and some other matters, it is not likely that, that those type of visitors are going to carry bolt cutters and try to get through a gate. That most likely is going to be a, a significant discouragement of anybody just opening a gate and driving into a, a piece of property. And then making your neighbors aware, your family, your staff at the ranch aware that you have made no concessions to anybody. And if you do uh, allow somebody, you know, specifically, maybe you're not opening it up to tourism but you have a cousin that's coming in that maybe people aren't aware or used to being around. If you've made that agreement, make sure that those around you are aware of that so you don't end up with a controversy. If they do make way onto your property, uh, and these have been attested to, then my suggestion is to call the, the sheriff's department uh, and not try to make that that contact. You, you don't know what the situation is. While it's not likely it could be violent, you know, leaving that to people who are prepared for that risk is generally a better rule of thumb. Sure. I think that's very wise advice and good to know. Now, with that many people coming to the state, I think it brings to mind some other tips to be aware of and, and ways to be prepared that restaurants and grocery stores may be a little bit overwhelmed. Gas stations may be a little short on fuel. So tell us about just some tips. And again, you know, who knows? It's kind of a crazy world we live in. Tips that could be beneficial to this conversation, but then also just kind of the craziness of the world. Stock up on food, have plenty of fuel, things like that. What comes to mind to you? Well, first, I, I would set the stage at 
at saying it's always good to be cautious, but there's no reason, in my opinion, for any concern, you know, to, to worry about this. Uh, if you're talking about 750,000 people, they, they had between five and 600,000 in the parking lot of the Texas Rangers Stadium and the Dallas Cowboys Stadium for the celebration of the Texas Rangers World Series. So when you look at it in that perspective, there were were no even special warnings on the news. That was just an everyday event. Uh, So when you're talking about scattering those across the entirety of the state of Texas, from, you know, southwest to San Antonio on the Mexican border to northwest Texarkana on the Arkansas-Oklahoma border, you know, in the big picture, if that is the total number, it's unlikely that it's even noticed uh, as far as the significance of the influx. But you always want to be prepared as if the worst could happen. And then if it doesn't, then it's a non-issue. So in looking at that, I would suggest that every ranch or family have an emergency management plan that could just be applied in this. It wasn't something newly crafted just in, you know, in fear of some kind of an eclipse event. And those include just having a plan on, you know, where will you gather if, if something happens? Do you have food? Do you have water? Do you have, is there a generator that needs to make sure it has fuel? Just some of those things that ought to be a basic part of a security plan for a family as well. Thinking about as you're preparing for that, just the general planning is, uh, there may be some cell phone congestion. You know, you you run into areas like when we have a, a, a natural disaster down in, along the border with flooding or hurricanes or other places with fires. Uh, there can be enough people on a cellular system that you'll notice, you, you know, you've had some kind of interruption in service. So those are things that could be possible if you happen to be in an area where a large number of those people congregated. Well, that is helpful information to know. And and I love what you said about having a plan in place, no matter what is to come, you know, that this is this is our ranch plan and, and everybody involved is aware and knows. I think that's great. I think that's very, very helpful to know. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, the the influx of people and I appreciate you adding too about putting it into perspective about the number of people. Uh, with the Rangers Stadium and everything. And and like you said, they'll be spread out. There are schools that are planning to close during this time, partly because it's a historic event and partly the influx of people. But again, just another thing to be aware of, you know, if you're planning to work cattle that day, maybe allow, you know, if, if you're having to haul cattle, allow a little extra time or maybe schedule it day before, day after, uh, when you're not going to be running into traffic with trailers and people who aren't used to driving around trailers and big pickups you know the the total darkness and i actually looked at this for the for fort worth dallas fort worth metroplex since our office in fort worth uh, the entire from partial to, to completion is about a three-hour window with total darkness being about 20 minutes so you know making sure that uh, of what your schedule is i think way well, i understand this this ought to be relatively precise on the on these times in your planning, just ensuring that you're not in a place, let's just say, for instance, and, and I'm probably going to get called out for picking on it, but if you're in certain parts of Dallas or any San Antonio, Austin, Houston, 
that you would not go to in nighttime hours, uh, you could have a similar circumstance where somebody could take advantage of you under the cover of darkness. So, you know, making sure of where you're planning to be during those times, I think, could be critical as well as, as you're talking about working cattle. Well, I think that's great. Great information. Again, like you said, not something to be fearful of, but something to be aware of and just have have a plan and know where your loved ones are. Make sure they are aware of this. I think the, the places, the locations, um, you know, Waco, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Lampasas, and then out a little ways, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, you know, that's the the prime area. So just have conversations, make people aware because it's, it's going to be a really cool, again, historic event. So I think another thing that I want to touch on is the opportunity for these visitors because there are people coming in from across the world to Texas for this event, an opportunity for people to have a positive interaction with ranchers. And, and you know, so many people hear about Texas and have this mindset of what cowboys are. And so I just want to get your thoughts there. Um, opportunities to have positive interactions with cattlemen and ranchers. You know, that is a very important outlook. We have an obligation and responsibility as producers to represent what our industry truly is from the sustainability and the passion we have to care for our land and our livestock to the integrity and respect for honor and truthfulness that the industry as a whole enjoys. Those stories need to be told in every time and every circumstance that we have an opportunity to interact with those uh, from around the world and across our nation who are not familiar with that. Those are critical moments in allowing us to, to grow and stay sustainable and to sell our message at at how much passion we really have for the way that we care for our animals. The other side of that is those those that choose to try to tell a false narrative about us. And if we don't take that opportunity, we're allowing them to win and gain ground. Uh, so we have to take that on ourselves very seriously. I, I, I truly believe that. Well, and I love all of that. Just it really is. They'll get a firsthand look. It's not. It's not what Hollywood's portraying. It's not um, their perception. Um, it's an opportunity to to see firsthand. So, as we wrap up, what are some ways and, and resources that you would encourage people to continue to learn about this? Figure out what's going on locally in their area, especially if they are in that prime zone. What do you suggest? First off, the you know the upcoming issues of the Cattleman Magazine, the podcast, and the social media releases from cattle raisers, uh, your local officials, Chamber of Commerce. I would probably suggest that you are in contact or pay attention for any public released information uh, from local law enforcement or fire departments that may have uh, some kind of updates or warnings or information about events that may be held within your county that help you to plan your schedule. You know, the one thing that I sure don't want to put any fear into it, because I, I believe Texas 
is as well prepared under our state of Texas, NIMCID, uh, the law enforcement across the state who are extremely uh, capable and honorable. Uh, but anytime there's a major event like this, you have to also leave just a portion of your concern that those who want to tear down America, some kind of an attack, some kind of, you know, power grid, those things are always possible anytime you have something that sets a stage for a high attention level. So incorporating those awareness into your security program is something that I, I would kind of leave this with is take the time to read and listen to what those around you are telling you. And as you set your security plan, which should be in place for every operation, uh, it's the basis of the CARES program that uh, a lot of these livestock programs uh, and farm and ranch programs are moving to is to just be aware of your surroundings and, and, and listen to those avenues for information that you have. And in that pre-preparation for those, you usually eliminate most problems. Sure. Well, that's helpful information. And Scott, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for the insight that you shared with us. Absolutely. Anytime. To our listeners, thanks for joining us today. We invite you to be part of one of our ranch gatherings and virtual ranching 101s. For a full list of ranch gathering locations, ranching 101 topics, and more information about cattle raisers, visit tscra.org or email events at tscra.org.